the downside of uh, my my little basement studio is it's right next to the room where the furnace is. Yeah, it's not ideal. Well, that's so fine. It blows like crazy in the wintertime. So now if anybody gets out of bed before we finish, they'll be freezing cold and they'll be unhappy. So we have to get started. <laughs> Let's get started then. <laughs> All right. So, so Rob, I hear you watched Star Wars A New Hope for the first time, and it, it reminds me of the fact that every day there's a person bo- born who's never seen Star Wars, and I'm not trying to say that you were born yesterday, but you might have been. It's, it's entirely possible. Um, yeah, I actually watched three Star Wars films. Uh, okay, which, one, which ones? Force Awakens first, um, and then I watched A New Hope, and then yesterday I watched Empire Strikes Back. Okay, which that was that the first for all three? Uh, yeah, I'd never seen. Well, I say that I think I might have seen episode one when it came out, um, but I was pretty young. I don't really remember it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, to to the best of my knowledge, this is pretty much the first time I've ever watched any Star Wars film. And by episode one, you mean A New Hope? No, no, no. Episode one, Phantom Menace thing. Okay. Oh, Phantom so Menace. Called- you said. All right, go back over the ones you saw again. I don't think you said Phantom Menace. You said A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and something else? And, and Force Awakens. Phantom Menace? Okay. And The Force Phantom Awakens. <laughs> Force Awakens. That's what you said. You said The Force Awakens, not Phantom Menace. Yes. Got it. No, Fa- Phantom right. Menace, whenever that came out, I guess I was like, I don't know, 10 or 11 or something. I, I probably watched Phantom Menace when it came out, but I don't really remember it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so the the three that I've recently watched, Force Awakens, A New Hope, and Empire Strikes Back. Okay. All right. So what order did you... So you started with Phantom Menace, right? With Force Awakens. Oh, The Force Awakens. <laughs> <laughs> you can cut that out. <laughs> All right. Oh so you started, start? For, <laughs> you started with Force Awakens. Tell yes. me what... what what so these were this was your first time exposed to Star Wars except through you know I guess third party culture right the memes that that you see on the internet yeah so like you know forty years or however long Star Wars has been out of it being part of the culture um, but yeah I hadn't watched any and I I kind of been looking at the Force Awakens because I thought it kind of looks quite cool. Um, I, I watched the trailer. I didn't really know what was going on, but I was like, oh, I'll watch it anyway. Um, and yeah, I mean, spaceships, shooting, explosions. It looked really cool, so I watched it. And then I decided I should maybe watch the original trilogy. So yeah, so then I watched A New Hope. Nice, nice. So what was, I mean, I guess of the three, what was your what was your favorite? Yeah, I think... I think The Force Awakens was my favorite, um, probably just because it's a modern film. Um, right. Because, if I'm honest, like, the, I mean, of course it was made in, you know, A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back, like, late 70s. Um, the the special effects really don't hold up that well. Um, it, it's impressive for the time, but kind of watching it now, I'm just like, oh, that really doesn't look so good. <laughs> Well, and it's, you know, and it's like special effects of a whole different kind, right? Because it was done with largely with models and that sort of thing instead of with um, computer graphics. 
Right, exactly. Um, now, I, I don't know which version, because I know there's like various different versions where special effects have been done. I watched whatever one Amazon had, mm-hmm. um, which I assume is one of these updated ones with the extra special effects and, and the like. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was fine. It, it I wasn't blown away by it. Um, I think, well, I, I think I said to you when I was watching it that it's kind of weird because every, like every like kind of quotable line and cool things in it, I was like, I was already aware of, even if I didn't exactly know the context. So I kind of right. knew what everyone was going to say. Yeah, that that would be a really weird experience. I mean. It's funny to listen to you talk about it only because for me it was a new experience when I first saw it because I saw it as a kid. I think I was like in fifth grade or so, maybe, you know, like 12 years old, 11, something like that when I first saw it. And it was just in the movie theater. And there was nothing like that at the time. I mean, it was just the scrolling words on the screen at the beginning alone with followed by the giant Star Destroyer. That alone just blew people away in a way that um, just took their breath away. I mean, it just it, that sort of thing didn't exist in movie making at the time. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I can certainly see, like you say, that opening scene where the Star Destroyer comes in, like, it, it wasn't immediately obvious to me that, like, it was done with models and, and various other techniques. Like, it did look good. Um, it, it's kind of the, some of the other stuff doesn't look quite so good during the film, but... Um, but yeah, I can see it, as you say, at the time, it was an amazing kind of feat of special effects and, and everything else. Right. Yeah, no, it was, I mean, and, and of course, you know, I, I made you watch, to give you a little perspective, I made you watch the Star Wars holiday special, at least part of it, right? I don't know why you did that. Do you hate me? <laughs> I did. I did it to show you how bad it could be and <laughs> compared to the movie, because that was, you know, just a television special where they were trying to shoehorn in elements of star wars into a strange holiday spectacular i'm I'm actually a little amazed that 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 video even exists still on youtube because i would think that it's a, it's a, largely an embarrassment to whoever was involved in it um but it's you know they did a holiday special uh shortly after star wars came out i can't i don't remember if it was 77 or 78 um when that came it's, out uh, but, uh 78 according to the the youtube description Okay, so you know, you think about it. At the time, Star Wars had been out for probably about a year. Uh, there was no way to see it except in the theater. It was probably still running in the theater because I remember when I was a kid, it running for over a year in the theater, and I saw it something like twelve, thirteen times in the theater. But because you didn't have the internet, you didn't have access to Star Wars, and so there was a lot of pent up demand. So they put it on television, and they did a really terrible job. I don't, I don't know what this like. The first like fifteen minutes is just. Chewbacca's family kind of screaming at each other but there's there's no context to what on earth is going on. No and it becomes kind of this weird variety show which was a big thing in this in the 70s where you know there's a little song, little dance, little skits um, very strange thing Yeah everything looked very very weird. Mark Hamill is wearing an extraordinary amount of makeup in the TV special <laughs> Yeah, and and the whole thing looks, it's just really poorly put together, and you realize that, um, I mean, for me at least, it, it it's it's a contrast between what watching some sort of uh, space type of television show was like in the 70s compared to Star Wars, and then you can kind of get a sense for why people were blown away from the movie compared to 
what was available otherwise. Yeah, I can absolutely see that. I mean, I I didn't watch the whole holiday special. Um, I kind of I started watching it and I was like, I can't can't bear this. So I kind of just skipped to random little bits where I saw some thumbnails that I thought might be interesting. And there's like a woman singing, like just doing a song for five minutes, and just some very very strange things in this this holiday special (laughs) yeah it was really strange um but i guess getting back to the movie um what part of it did you like the best i mean i I guess if i had to pick something i would say uh i I really like the the dumpster scene where they're about to get squashed in the dumpster and the and of course the end when they're trying to destroy the death star yeah definitely i mean the 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 destroying the death star scene although i've to the best of my knowledge never actually seen it I felt it was very weird to watch it because I felt like I knew exactly what was going to happen and I knew what I was going to see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, it, it's a it's a great scene, but as I say, because I haven't watched it at all, but had all these cultural references, I kind of it was hard to me for me to be kind of surprised by it. Right. Well, you probably played it in a video game at some point too. At, least, at a minimum, the Lego Star Wars uh, video game, right? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I've played. Yeah, I, I, I think I have actually. Um, so of course, like that's just like another place where I'm getting all these references from. Right, right, and they've been. It's been done on The Simpsons, and it's been done on. I mean, the cultural references for Star Wars are everywhere. So, um, yeah, that's interesting. Um, and then you watched Empire Strikes Back after that. Uh, yeah, I watched that uh, last night because uh, I had a couple of hours spare, and I was like, oh, I'll just watch the second one, see what that one's about. <laughs> Yeah, what did you think of that? This one is very obviously a better film. Like they were clearly a lot better, even in the kind of I guess it was what two or three years between them. Mm-hmm. Um, they'd clearly got a lot better with the special effects and the just the storytelling and the acting was a lot better. Um, right. That I was kind of surprised that there was a lot of kind of the acting didn't seem amazing in the New Hope. Um, but Empire Strikes Back seemed a lot better in kind of all aspects of it. Yeah, well, Mark Hamill at the time was really a relatively unknown actor. I mean, he was not a big deal uh, back then. So that that's part of it, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. And as I say, that, that really kind of stands out watching Empire Strikes Back. It's really obvious that they've got significantly better in those three years. Yeah, I think the, the scenes on Hoth are really, really cool. I like those a lot. Yeah, those, those are really cool. Um, and then... When you kind of get to the the end uh, with um, you know where Luke finds out that Darth Vader's his father, like it, it's not a shock to me because you know I live on the planet Earth. Uh, <laughs> right, I've kind of heard this. <laughs> you've, you've gotten that spoiler before, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, but you know it's, it's a cool scene, but but again, it kind of had the same problem as a New Hope for me that I knew what was coming. I knew it, as soon as I kind of saw him on that big long platform, I was like, oh, it's this scene. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, and and I think you realize too when you watch it that the limitations they were working within, which especially when they were dealing with Yoda, who was a puppet, uh, a little different than later movies when it was all CG. Uh, there was a lot less they could do with him, but it worked. It worked pretty well overall. I thought. Yeah, it was. De- as I say, I think just everything about Empire Strikes Back feels a lot. Um, just feels a lot better than it did in, in A New Hope. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I, and I think a lot of improvements. 
Right. And I, I think some of the times, some of the pl- reasons that monkeying with these films later, you know, and George Lucas would add CG special effects to these movies, one of the problems with that is that it almost makes the um, the non-CG effects look worse because you start, even though they're just little, some of them are fairly subtle and small changes, uh, you, you start to see the seams more because, you know, that all of a sudden um, Yoda's no longer a puppet and you can tell when he's not a puppet. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of, as I say, I'm assuming that whatever version it is that I got from, from Amazon um, is, you know, the one with all the extra special effects and stuff like that that George Lucas added. Yeah, I don't. I think it's very hard to find the non-special effects ones anymore, unless you have, you know, a a copy of a something that was on a VCR tape at one time. Um, there, I mean, there are things obviously floating around the internet. I haven't really watched any of those, um, but uh, but you can find those if you want them. Uh, yeah, I, I was aware that they existed, um, but I, I was just like, I, I can't. I'm not. I'm not that invested into watching these films. I'm not going to go out and kind of find despecialized versions or anything. So are you gonna are you gonna watch the rest of them? Uh, I, I'm gonna watch Return of the Jedi, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, am I gonna watch the the newer trilogy, like Episode One to Three? Maybe I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I I kind of hear a lot of negative stuff about those. I don't know if that's just a something that people you know that people just say they hate it, or whether they're actually genuinely bad films. Um, they're not great. Yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd, I'll definitely give um, Return of the Jedi a watch, but I'm not sure about yeah. the, the next three. I, I feel like um, Return of the Jedi was when George Lucas started going off the deep end a little bit, in the sense that it's mm. full of all the. It's got you know these these furry little um, bear type creatures, um, that uh, the Ewoks, and it's a little too cutesy at times, but. Uh, you know, in a in kind of a Jar Jar Binks kind of strange creature way that just kind of comes off the rails. But overall, it's a yeah. good movie. Yeah, I mean, what what really kind of uh, I don't know prompted me to watch any of them really was I watched the the Rogue One trailer, uh-huh. and uh, and I thought that looks really cool. This just looks like a cool movie, like you know, yeah. spaceship shooting, whatever. Um. But I feel like I can't really put all the references together in my head because I've got no context for them. So I thought I should at least watch these ones so that I can kind of understand references a bit better when I'm watching these other films. Yeah, because that's set before A New Hope, right? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, I think that that's right. I mean, I'm no Star Wars expert and... When it comes to movies, I just want to be entertained. I'm not going to be. I'm not super picky. I know that there are a lot of people who are who have already found at least ten things wrong about what I've said about Star Wars. On the other hand, um, I just like watching the movies. I mean, I've always enjoyed these movies. I'm not a big fan of episodes one through three, but I do. Uh, I do really like uh, A New Hope through Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely glad I watched them. Um, I feel like if they hadn't made any newer films, you know, Force Awakens and then Rogue One, I probably wouldn't have cared. I probably would yeah. have just carried on with my life. But I don't want to feel like I miss, or I don't want to miss out on new films that are good just because I haven't watched a few old films. Mm-hmm. Do you know, like I'm sure I could have watched them anyway. Um, but like I said, I'd like to at least piece together and have some context to the, you know, the references and story and stuff like that. Yeah, no, I think that's a worthwhile thing to do. I mean, in in a lot of ways, this is what what's happening now is a reboot of the entire 
the entire ecosystem of, of Star Wars, right? But, but it is built on a foundation, and understanding the foundation, even if you don't love it, um, watching them at least once to kind of get the structure and where it's coming from makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, it, it, it makes the, the newer movies more meaningful. Yeah. Okay. So, so uh, any Star Wars in the plans for the rest of the weekend for tonight? Uh, yeah. If I get time later today, I might, I might do Return of the Jedi. Um, but other than that, as I say, I if I find time or you know if I just feel like it, I might watch episodes one to three. But other than that, it will just be Return of the Jedi. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, I I'm not going to encourage you to watch one through three. I mean, they probably are. I don't know if you have time on your hands, go for it. But they're not—they're not super great. I, I, maybe I'll put, I might, uh, you know, put them on in the background when I'm doing something else. Yeah. Um, just so I can kind of pick up whatever's going on in those. But yeah, I'm not—I'm not massively excited about watching those. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. All right. Well, that's it for Star Wars, I guess. I mean, it's good. It's good to know that you join uh, modern society and, and actually know what Star Wars is all about now, not just the kind of the secondhand references. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, one of the other things I thought we could talk about a little bit is Apple TV because there was a pretty big, pretty big news about it uh, this week, and maybe I'm overly sensitive to it, but it felt like the whole internet just kind of shrugged its shoulders over the news because I think it's so, so it was so long in coming that no one was really paying attention or really cared all that much, and that. That's the ability now to buy Apple TV apps on your iPhone or on a Mac, which is unique because, for instance, you can't do that with a Mac app. You can't buy a Mac app on your iOS device and have it show up on your Mac, and you can't do that even with iPad apps on your iPhone. So this is one of the first you know, situations where you can buy um, something for a, for a separate, a wholly separate platform on an iOS device or on Mac OS, and you can do that now. Uh, with Apple TV apps. Yeah, this was kind of weird. Like, I, I, I saw your story um, that you'd written on Mac stories. And, you know, a lot, as you were saying, like, I just kind of went, oh, great. Like, why is it taking you a year to do this? Um, you know, I, I appreciate that, you know, work goes into every feature, whatever it is. But over a year since the Apple TV launched, like, I think at this point, everyone's probably not that excited about apps on the apple tv anymore that you know they've got all the one the main ones they want Um, right you know it's nice to have this but who really cares yeah i think in the long run it's going to take a while because people are not paying that much attention but i think the long run it'll help at least with one category which were the um, apple tv only apps people I, i think developers had largely stopped making those because there is no way to market them. And, and the way this story came out was really a, a one-paragraph story on a developer blog that said you could use the iTunes LinkMaker web app uh, to make links for Apple TV apps. And that's really all it said. I mean, it did say that you could make the links and then download them. Uh, but it didn't. It, it wasn't real explicit about how it worked. And the way it works is, if you go to this web app, you can search for Apple TV apps, and then you can create a link, uh, which can be an affiliate link if you want it to be, and post it on the web. And if somebody taps on an iOS device or clicks using their Mac, it actually opens up the iTunes Store or the App Store, and you can download it if it's free or purchase it if it's a paid app right there from your 
your iPhone, iPad, or, or Mac. And what's, what's a little odd about it is that if you go to the iTunes store or the App Store and try searching for an Apple TV app, you won't find them. They're not searchable in those, in those apps. You can only do it through these links. Um, and I've been looking into the links a little bit more deeply, too, because, you know, for my affiliate linking app, Blink, I wanted to be able to allow people to create um, Apple TV links. And I can't because it's not part of the iTunes search API. I can take existing links that people find somewhere else and help them convert those using their own affiliate links. Uh, but right now, there's no way to really search outside of this iTunes, iTunes link maker web app that you uh, if you can find on the web on one of the developer sites. Yeah, this is kind of, as you say, it's, it's good that they've done it because especially in the long run, you know, if, if you're a developer, you need to be able to just, if somebody clicks your link and they can't download it there and then, like, that's going to be what 95% of the time that's going to be a lost sale like most people aren't gonna do what I do or did when I had the Apple TV and like write something down and or remind myself to do it when I get home so it is good but I mean at the same time it's it it just feels so late yeah oh yeah it is I mean the app store on Apple TV came out in October of last year October 2015 something like the second or third week of October and now here we are, you know, second week of November of 2016, and we just have this now. Um, you know, this may be a result of the fact that perhaps it's it's the the rumors are true that you know the Apple TV was meant to be to have this uh, service behind it that was supposed to be more TV focused, and then took on a more app focused approach because they weren't able to cut deals with various television networks. Um, I don't know, but it, you know, be that as it may, it, it still did take about 13 months before this sort of thing came out. It, it's good for, especially, as I said, people who have Apple TV apps only, because at least if you have an iOS component, you can always link people to the iOS app and then the Apple TV app downloads with it and shows up on your Apple TV I mean, the downside of that, obviously, is that you can't charge separately for the Apple TV app. So I think that that's been a drag on development for the Apple TV, uh, which means now if it encourages Apple TV-only apps, there may be a little bit of a renaissance in, in development for the Apple TV, which I'm hoping to see because I haven't seen a, an Apple TV app that I was excited about for quite a while at this point. No, I don't think, if I'm honest, I mean, I the... Uh, if you remember last year, I started that site to kind of highlight Apple TV apps, right? Um, which is is dead now um, be- for various different reasons. But I think I probably stopped doing that in maybe December, and mm-hmm. I don't think I've downloaded an Apple TV app since. Um, you know, I kind of, I mean, I've switched over to the Fire TV now, which we'll get into in a minute. But I kind of just want to download the apps that I need every day or every week or whatever. I never really go to the app store. Like it just doesn't. It doesn't feel like as much as Tim Cook can say, "Oh, the the future of TV is apps." I I just don't. Once people kind of have specific needs fulfilled, they don't really need to download that that many apps anymore. Yeah, well, it's never. I don't think it's ever going to be anything like the iOS, you know, iPhone app store because uh, the things that the apps that are useful on a television are much more limited. I mean, it's music, video. Uh, maybe a few more informational type apps like weather apps maybe or, or things like that. But there, it's definitely a, a very small subset of what was what's useful on a phone. Um, yeah, a couple definitely. other little things about it. Joe Steele had asked me, and, and I went 
and tried this out, he asked whether family sharing worked with the new system. And it does. I had one of my kids download an app, send them a link, download it. And then if you go into the app store and you go into your purchases, under the recent purchases, there's a family sharing tab and you go down there and then you can go into each person on your family sharing account. You can go into their, you know, highlight their name and it'll show all the apps that they've downloaded. So you can, you can, it works with that, which is pretty nice. Uh, I I just think it's a little odd and too bad that you can't find these through the normal app stores on iOS. I suppose that's in part, maybe that's in part to avoid confusion, but they've badged these apps. So they, you know, if it's Apple TV only, there's a little badge under the icon that says Apple TV only. Yeah, it's kind of, kind of strange. I mean, this is, this is a step forward. And I hope that, you know, as you say, they'll maybe get to a point where you'll be able to search for these from the Mac or, you know, on iOS. Um, but, you know, this is this is a good start for now. Um, yeah. As I mentioned, I don't really care anymore because I bought a Amazon Fire TV. Yeah, how is that? Yeah, it's it's fine. Um, it The menus don't have the polish or, or they just don't look as nice um, as the Apple TV. Um, and it doesn't have volume on the remote, which is kind of a pain. But uh, I, I worked from home maybe two weeks ago. There was a day I was working from home, and it was the first time uh, that I'd worked from home since I had Spotify, and I realized there was no good way for me to play Spotify on the Apple TV. Um, the Spotify app doesn't have AirPlay built in, and using the Macs built in kind of use the Apple TV as a speaker was really buggy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of looked it up like our Spotify working on an Apple TV app. And they basically, they made a statement a few weeks ago saying, no, we're not. Um, and of course the Apple TV famously doesn't have Amazon prime, uh, right. an Amazon prime app. So I was just like, do you know what? Forget this. The Apple TV does not work for what I want anymore. Um, I was pretty hopeful and maybe naive last year that Amazon would actually build their app and, and hopefully, you know, Spotify would. Um, so, yeah, I just I bought a Fire TV that has all the apps I want. Um, it, as I say, the, the UI is not as nice, but, you know, for the most part, it will just works the same. Now, it's a little box like the Apple TV, right? Yeah, it's a little bit. Th- it's, it's kind of wider, but uh, a lot thinner than the Apple TV. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's just a little black box. Um, and as I say, it doesn't have volume on the remote, but I'm kind of just living with that and just using my TV remote for, for yeah. volume. Yeah, I did something similar. I got a Roku TV a couple, it's been probably almost two years ago now, mainly for Amazon Prime. Um, and also for, also for, for Spotify, although I don't use Spotify like I used to. I don't subscribe to it anymore. And the ads drive me a little, little crazy because they're almost always the same, which drives me a little bonkers. Sure, yeah. So have you, um, used, so have, yeah, you have you have you listened to a Spotify ad lately? I've never listened to a Spotify ad when <laughs> when I signed up for Spotify. I me I was like, right, I'm all in, and just paid for it straight away. Um, well, so you I've had never that. Actually, you, heard one. Right, that you had that very low student pricing too. I think, if I remember right, for a few years, right. Uh, yeah, I've got that for the next like eleven, twelve months or something. Oh, you still have it, huh? Uh, I well, I only signed up, I guess, a couple of months ago. Um, oh, okay. 
So, so yeah, I've got, I guess, like 10, 11 months left, something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've been, um, I've been exploring all the discounts that uh, Owen gets now that he's in college and to, for my own benefit. So I'm, I'm becoming a college student all over again, you know? <laughs> Shh, don't tell yes, anybody. No. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, I'm down to one Apple product that I use on a regular basis now. Um, I've got rid of my phone. Um, I've got rid of the Apple TV. I'm just the just the Mac now. What's the update on MacBook for you? I know you were in the market to buy one. Have you have you pulled the trigger yet? No, I think I think maybe I'm going to stick it out for another year. Um, just because too much of the price rises put me off a little bit, and I, I just figure maybe the economy will stabilize itself a little bit. Um, it's unlikely the prices will rise again because I think Apple have up to the price kind of looking to the future that that will kind of cover any issues mm-hmm. um so you know i can i can i think i can last another year um what, I think, as i said I, I don't think the prices are going to go up so i'm not not really missing out too much what year is your current macbook uh i think it's 2014 what year oh, okay yeah so it's only only two years old i think two year two maybe two and a half yeah um, that's not that's not too bad no, I just like new shiny things. Um, oh, same. I, I really, <laughs> I want a new MacBook too, but I don't really need one. I have a 2015, which, you know, the 2015 got an incredibly small speed bump compared to yours, I think. So we effectively have the same MacBook, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not necessarily a case that I actually need a new laptop. Um, but, you know, if I change my mind in a couple of months, I can, you know, pick one up and hopefully it won't, won't take weeks to arrive either it'll just be kind of next day or whatever yeah i'll tell you one thing here I, i've got a little i've got a mini a mini rant apple rant for you go for which it is, <laughs> which is icloud and icloud oh, is God. great <laughs> well icloud is great until it's not until it stops working right yeah and i know i noticed at one point that in messages the avatars the you know the little pictures for people on some devices, I would have the pictures, some I wouldn't, and it was driving me crazy. And it's like, it's a little thing, but it's it's a good way to avoid sending a text to the wrong person if you have their picture sitting at the top of the message thread, right? Yeah. So oh, yeah, I like definitely. to have that. Yeah, I like to have that. And I realized that it was, uh, I finally realized that it was tied to contacts and that my contacts weren't properly syncing. So, oh, God. yeah, so, and I, and, I've got a lot of different devices that have all this on it. What I ended, I spent a few weeks just messing around. Sometimes I'd get something working on one thing and not on the other. Eventually, I basically I signed out of iCloud on everything except for the one Mac where I knew it was act, it was actually working, and turned everything off. Left it off for a while, and then turned them on one by one. You know, deleting everything from the local device. And then turned sure. them back on and, and synced it back, which, first of all, it takes forever when you have a lot of stuff. Oh yeah, especially if you do iPhotos, iPhoto photo library or whatever. Sure. That was that takes forever. And so ever since my Retina MacBook Pro, the fans have been going bonkers because it's slowly but surely catching up on all my photos. Oh, God, it's just yeah. Did you um? Did you see that tweet that was was doing the rounds? It was a, somebody had they put a hundred no sorry they put a thousand text files in a folder in iCloud Drive. 
a year ago, and yeah, it now no, only has nine hundred and ninety nine. Oh jeez, <laughs> like, <laughs> like yeah, you that's... know, they deliberately did this just to test iCloud Drive, and one of them is now missing. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I, I got it all working again, uh, but I don't know how most people would get it all working again. I mean, I find it took me a while to figure out that it was tied to contacts. I wasn't sure. I mean, I guess I should have known where the, those avatars were being pulled from, but I had didn't realize that the problem. I thought the problem was with iMessage, you know, iMessages at first. Yeah, uh, and so I was troubleshooting that for a while, and then I realized no, it's just that it's not communicating properly with the database of contacts. And then I realized, oh, my contacts are a little different here and there, or or they weren't different. Uh, they just weren't somehow syncing up to the cloud or being pulled down from the cloud into messages. There was some broken link there or corruption or something. Fortunately, whatever, there was a version that worked, and I got it back to that version, and it seemed, everything seems to be fine now, but it was kind of a, it, it, it was a problem for about a month for me. Yeah, that's not ideal. Um, I'm, I'm kind of, yeah. It's just every story I hear about iCloud, I'm like, oh, really, I'm just so glad I'm not using it anymore. Because um, I, I was lucky. You know, I, I never actually had any problems with it or anything like that. Um, but I really just worried that something would happen. Well, and that's the thing is it worked perfectly for me for a very long time. And then when all this was going on, and part of it's my own fault. I mean, I, I, I know how this happened probably. It happened because I was on all sorts of different betas on all sorts of devices, both Sierra <laughs> betas, iOS betas. It's my own fault in that sense because I'm doing doing all that stuff. And I'm sure it got broken because of that. Um, but I got myself into that position where I had to check everything and make sure it was all set up properly because I was getting I wasn't getting text messages from some people or I was getting that weird uh, out of order threading of messages for a while. I think I've fixed it all, but uh, it can be hard to fix once it gets once it gets scrambled. Yeah, definitely. So oh, that's well. my hot tip. That's my I'm hot glad tip. You got it the, sorted. <laughs> yeah, my hot tip is to check out contacts if you're having trouble. Cool. Um, should, we, should we wrap it up for the week, do you think? Yeah, I think so. Cool. So um, the show notes will be uh, ruminatepodcast.com slash 33. Yeah, I got it right this week. Um, you can find me. I'm at UK on Twitter. And John, where can people find you? You can find me at, at John Voorhees on Twitter and writing on MacStories.net. Perfect. And um, we'll be back in two weeks. All right. Talk to you later, Rob. Bye.